This is Donald Parham. You're listening to Chargers Unleashed, part of the L.A. Football Network. Stay jiggy. And hey, this is Chris from the second Chargers outside linebacker. Make sure you check out Chargers Unleashed. Shout out to Chargers Unleashed. Sebastian Joseph, they know the vibes. We outside. Are you checking in with Mike Williams from the L.A. Chargers, and you're tuning in to Chargers Unleashed. You're listening to the Chargers Unleashed podcast with your host, Dan Wolkenstein and Jake Hefner. Welcome to another edition of Chargers Unleashed. Jake Efner and Dan Wolkenstein here with you from the LA Football Network. Today's show, of course, is being brought to you by Bet Online, Charger Bowl Family, Rock Solid Sports Memorabilia. If this is your first time tuning into the show, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Dan Wolkenstein returns <laughs> from the sandy beaches of Maui, sipping Mai Tais, getting sun rays, comes right back into the thick of things for a very interesting first day of free agent frenzy dan wolgenstein welcome back how are you sir man aloha mahalo for tuning in to charges unleashed uh thank you for the welcome back super excited it's been a long time uh coming been about a week since i've been out but uh jay what a way to come back then to see chargers free agency frenzy day one begins um couldn't have been us that was recording and all of a sudden news breaks. So we got to redo it again for the third time, but that's okay because here we are again. If you are new to the show, be sure to like, and subscribe, hit that like button wherever you are. Uh, Jake, obviously fresh, not even inked yet. News off the street. Eric Kendricks, former all pro linebacker for the Minnesota Vikings previously seen in 2021 intercepting Justin Herbert on a miraculous interception, by the way. Uh, Chargers signed him to a two-year deal. Still some specifics to remain. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into, obviously, the Austin Eckler news. We'll get into the offensive tackle market, what this means for Drew Tranquil, some of the stuff we saw from Gerald Everett, possible Bajan Robinson discussion now. Who knows? It's going to be a short and quick one, but Jake. I know you're about to kick it off with the big news of the day that Easton Stick (laughs) is returning to the Los Angeles Chargers to be the primary backup for Justin Herbert. What a way to start the day. Yes, yes. Shout out to everyone who is joining us live. Shout out to Matt Trzinski. Shout out to Gretz, Matthew, Robert, Ben. We got a bunch of people in the comments. Go ahead and leave a comment. Questions. We'll try to get to it as quickly as possible. Again, this will be a quick one. Try to do 25 minutes the most. We just want to get instant reactions of Los Angeles Chargers. Going after the linebacker market, we saw a ton of linebackers go today, and we saw the Chargers grab one, Eric Kendricks. We'll see what happens to Drew Tranquil, but Jake, I guess first impressions on the news. It came way later than I think a lot of folks wanted, but what are your thoughts? <laughs> you know, <laughs> there are layers. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm, o- I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Would I rather have had Drew Tranquil back? Yes, I would. I would. I think that, you know, you look at Drew Tranquil and Eric Kendricks. Obviously, Eric Kendricks has been in the league for eight years now. He's going to be 31 years old. It's going to be a short-term, basically kind of a band-aid to what you now are going to have with him and Kenneth Murray at the linebacker spot. So you'll have to be reinvesting in this position again down the road. Uh, Like I said, I much rather would have liked to have been able to sign Drew Tranquil to a longer deal. Um, 
But with the Chargers and the cap situation that they currently are at right now, unfortunately, they're just not able to do that. I was speculating. I would have loved to have get both Drew Tranquil and Trey Pipkins back, but I truly felt that you were probably, as things were lining up to free agency, that only one was coming back, unfortunately. Um, So what does this mean for the Chargers as it relates to Eric Hendricks? Well, obviously, you needed something because you couldn't go into this season with just Kenneth Murray and a bunch of question marks at the linebacker position. If you ended up losing Drew Tranquil, you had to go out and reinvest in it, whether it was free agency or if it was in the draft. And the Chargers, especially with the deals that you saw from the linebacking positions today, go off the board. Chargers came away with, again, we don't know the full contract details yet, but hopefully something that would be of the reasonable variety. The only thing that we do know is the uh, duration of the deal, which is that it is a two-year deal for Eric Kendricks. Um, but yeah, did it? it's... It, there are things that definitely Eric Kendricks does a little bit better than Drew Tranquil as far as the run game goes and how he performs there. But I, I don't know. I felt the exact same way about when people were putting in the, the news out last week that the Chargers were going to be interested in Bobby Wagner. Mm. Um, it's, it's just much a, cheaper. I promise you, it's cheaper. I, I get that, and I, I with you on that. But it's just a it's a short term band aid. So true. You do not have your long term answer at linebacker. At least right now, from what we know from Kenneth Murray, he has not been able to show that he is going to be that answer. So the Chargers are going to be have to be reinvesting in this position yet again in a couple of years. But for Eric Kendricks, it's good familiarity with his coaching staff, specifically with Jeff Howard when he was previously there with the Minnesota Vikings. Also knows Ryan Fitkin as well. So some familiarity there. You and that's that's definitely a leader uh, a leader that you can bring into your locker room. Um, who's definitely going to man the, the the middle of the defense as best as he can. But, you know, I'm I'm okay with it, Dan. Like I said, I much would rather have had brought back Drew Tranquil, but, you know, this pretty much puts the right on the wall that it doesn't sound like, unfortunately, that he's going to be coming back. Yeah, it makes it very slim chances, at least, that Drew Tranquil comes back. But again, the fact that, I mean, I don't think this is going to be that much of a signing uh, in terms of cap hit, but again, do I see them putting that plus Drew Tranquil at the linebacker position, considering who the head coach is? Probably not. Um, Eric Kendricks, for those who don't know, former All-Pro, had 124 tackles last year, 74 solo. The year prior, 125 tackles, 63 solo, 5 sacks. Uh, again, this was a staple captain, former captain of the Minnesota Vikings. Again, quality piece. We're not saying he's All-Pro now quality piece is he as good as drew tranquil is i would say don't say it don't you dare <laughs> i would say don't he's i would say he's close but much but obviously older so is he the long-term solution no but honestly jake are the chargers looking for a long-term solution right now no like they're looking to win now so the long-term stuff i'm not as bothered by does he get me as excited as if the charges were going to resign Drew Tranquil? No, but let's say he's five million. Drew Tranquil's ten. I, I think I would take Kendricks. I think I would take Kendricks. That's five million dollars. You can go out and sign like three veteran minimum quality depth pieces that you can have to end up kind of filling out this roster. But like we've seen the Chargers go out and do some of these signings previously. For the older guys, some of them work out, some of them don't. Kyle Van Noy worked out great, looked lovely. We saw kind of Thomas Davis linebacker fiasco. It wasn't terrible, but like he didn't really move the needle. 
I, I don't necessarily know, you know, someone in the comments is talking about, I hope it's not a Chris Harris signing. We saw the Chris Harris signing kind of not work out too well. We don't know. But what we do know is the Chargers running defense was terrible. And Eric Kendricks is a good run defense linebacker. Doesn't miss many tackles, or at least misses fewer than Drew Tranquil, I believe. And I think he's a little bit more aggressive and uh, I'll say more aggressive than Drew Tranquil is. So on its face, is it the big splash that some folks are hoping for? Probably unrealistic. No. But again, it's one piece that the Chargers now have to add. I don't know. I, I'm not over the moon. I'm not terribly upset. I think this is kind of one of those Kyle Van Noy, maybe a little bit better signings. Uh, but I'm still, I can't help but be a little bummed that it might mean Dutranquil's not back just because he was drafted by the Chargers. Like he's a homegrown talent. We love his passion. Love what he brings to the team. He's obviously one of the leaders for a reason. So I don't know. I'm still kind of worried. I'm so kind of processing, not going to lie. Um, but we'll see. That's linebacker. We'll see what happens with Drew Tranquil. Again, there's still a bunch of linebackers out there. We saw so many guys go in free agency for linebacker, as well as for the offensive tackle market. But, Jake, let's talk about the other big piece that came out today. Austin Eckler, the Chargers, in negotiations clearly not close right now, at least so it seems. Eckler has requested to seek trade options elsewhere. Now, Chargers haven't said yes. But just that alone, I think, irks a lot of people, ourselves included. Jake, what is a world without Austin Eckler? Don't even like saying that. What does that look like? Should we be concerned? Well, Dan, while I give my response, do this. Because as much as we like hearing your voice, we'd like to see your mouth actually match up to it. I want you to take yourself out of there real quick and then come back in. And then we'll be better on your frame, but I'll go ahead and respond. You go ahead and get out of there and come back in and I'll take it from here. Um, from the Austin Eckler standpoint, I understand both sides of the line here. As far as Austin Eckler goes, when you look at what his contract number is and his performance that he has done over the past two years, the Chargers have gotten him for a bargain. And he, over the last two years, he has severely outplayed that contract. And as far as Touchdown goes, getting into the end zone, he's second behind uh, Derrick Henry. And for what he has done, and he's getting up there in age, obviously, he wants to get paid. And let's be honest, he's earned it. Like I said, he has severely outplayed that contract. Now, from the Chargers' perspective, obviously, it sounds like they were working on um, you know, extending him, renegotiating, getting some terms of his contract, and... Uh, it sounds like it has been going on for some time, but the two sides have just been not been able to come to an agreement, hence Eckler's trade request. Now, from the Chargers, if they ultimately ended up deciding to let Austin Eckler seek a trade, I firmly believe that his trade value ceiling will be no higher than what it is right now. It it would be very hard for me to think that after the Chargers were 30th in rushing, it's still remarkable the season that Austin and Eckler ended up having statistically with as bad as a whole as the Chargers were as a running offense last year. But you could 
try to just keep him on this roster, bank that he would have another productive year. You let him walk. Maybe you end up getting a third round compensatory pick from it down the road or you trade it. But if, if you could guarantee that, that would be great. But you don't know that that's exactly going to happen. So if the Chargers decided to move on from him right now, to me, it is his perfect stealing. With his age, with what he's produced in the last two years, it's a tough pill to swallow. I get it. I love Justin Herbert. Or excuse me, I love Austin Eckler. Everybody loves Austin Eckler. Self-made man, gone from an undrafted free agent to a fan favorite, great locker room energy and leader for this team. It It is a... <sighs> It's a tough pill to swallow because Austin Eckler yeah. still makes this offense great, and the Chargers running back room would take a huge hit without him on it. But I get it from both sides, from a business standpoint mm. and from Austin's perspective of what he is looking for. So you, you kind of have to understand that and ride and ride that middle of the road. So if if the Chargers ended up pulling that trigger and <laughs> I hear so many feelings place, take place uh, under the circumstances, you can't fault Austin Eckler for wanting to get paid a little bit more. Look, look, I, I get the feelings. I get everyone uh, loves Austin Eckler, myself included. And for the record, I want to see Austin Eckler in Los Angeles Chargers in 2023. Let me put that out there right now. He's a very high performing offensive weapon for this Los Angeles Chargers team. Period. That said, one of the things the Chargers sucked at last year was running the football. And that's with Austin Eckler on the team. So they got to fix that. Now, will it be helped with a Kellen Moore run offense? I think so. Can Joshua Kelly and Isaiah Spiller improve? I think so. Fact remains, Austin Eckler didn't sniff a thousand yards this year rushing. I think he was 18th in the NFL in rushing. Now, great pass catching running back but the Chargers need to be able to run the ball effectively. And so can they get something in return? I would think so. Like you said, now sell high. I don't think you're going to get any more for him than you will right now. Can they extend him? Certainly. Will they? I don't know if their cap can afford that, if I'm just being honest. Now, Jake, there's been a lot of stuff that has kind of like trickled down from this news of Austin Eckler. Everyone immediately went, including Vegas, including, I believe, his PFF, talked about, all right, well, hey, if the Chargers aren't going to have Austin Eckler, then they go Bajon Robinson 21. That's the pick. And look, there were there was a frenzy going on, not only in free agency, but also on Chargers Twitter, when I said the Chargers should not take him at 21, with or without Austin Eckler being there. And I kind of stand on that, not going to lie. Uh Cameron Burnett says, if Bajan is there at 21, there's no way you're okay with passing him, Dan. And I will respond. I am okay with passing on him if there are certain guys that are available. Would I be pissed off if Bajan Robinson is the Chargers pick at 21? No, I don't think I'd be pissed. But in my ideal situation, there are other guys I would rather have. And additionally, the Chargers running game, I think, can be fixed without spending the number 21 overall pick. But would Rajon Robinson make the team better? Absolutely. But I think you can find me four running backs in this draft who can make this team better and running as a running team while also going out and getting one of the premier edge rushers or tight ends or possibly DBs if they fall. Would I be upset? No. But like in my opinion, I want to give Justin Herbert as many weapons that he can throw to 
And sure, Bajon Robinson is a pass-catching running back. I get that. And he's also a great running back. But I think you can get a running back who can go 1,000 yards without spending it on round one. My opinion could be wrong. That's okay. Find me the last Super Bowl winning team that has a round one running back that they drafted. I'll wait. Now, again, I can be wrong. And I honestly, the char- it might be good for the Chargers to have someone like a Bajon Robinson to take the load off of Justin Herbert. But me, as a GM, I want Justin Herbert to be the guy. Like, I don't want to take the ball away from him, even if it's to someone who's great. I just, I don't know. I, I don't see Patrick Mahomes doing that. I don't see Josh Allen doing that. I don't see Burrow doing that. All these guys don't have round one running backs. Look at the Eagles. They don't got it. I just don't know from a roster building perspective. I don't know if that works. Again, I could be wrong. I will be happy if they draft him. I just don't think I would do it if I was Tom Telesco. Call me crazy. That's okay. Jake, am I crazy? You're kind of crazy. <laughs> you know, I I agree with, with some of the things that you said as far as, you know, at least you're... Uh, you know, at least you're okay, I guess, with the idea of Bijan. You obviously know that if he was ultimately the pick at 21, that he would make this offense better. Yes, that's true. But Dan, it's just to me, and and this is where there is a lot of context into this. To me, this goes this actually, strangely enough, goes back to Isaiah Spiller. And for the fact that the Chargers have drafted. Larry Roundtree, Joshua Kelly, and Isaiah Spiller over the last three years to try to round out this running back committee that the Chargers have had. And if Isaiah Spiller had maybe gotten an opportunity to be injected into this offense a little bit more, now obviously that is that necessarily doesn't have anything or entirely to do with him. That was more of a scheme coaching decision from that standpoint, which I, ne- I don't necessarily agree with. Uh, but to say that Isaiah Spiller wasn't beating out the likes of Sony Michelle, of Larry Roundtree, and why he couldn't have gotten injected into this run offense a little bit more last year. That is still a puzzler. Mm-hmm. But if we had gotten an opportunity to see Isaiah Spiller a little bit more, I think that this question would be a little bit more, you know, easy to decipher. But I'm glad now, you brought him. I'm glad you brought him up because I'm a big Isaiah Spiller fan. I, I, and Isaiah I, Spiller in this new run scheme, I like. People, I people are underestimating the Kellen Moore run scheme and the difference that will make. Yeah, look, I, I I know what Kellen Moore did with the likes of Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott in Dallas. We haven't seen that yet with this team. And if you were to tell me that there's a difference when you have the likes of Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard as your primary running backs, as opposed to saying Kellen Moore is about to take over a running back stable that does not have Austin Eckler in it. So based off of that, and, and you're theory as far as, okay, I don't want to take the ball out of Justin Herbert's hand. I want to be able to make this, you know, you want to bring back the 2020 Justin Herbert. I get it. And and I'll admit, I've been, you know, you asked me a month ago, knowing fully that Austin Eckler was still under contract with this team and before this trade news came down, I probably wouldn't have said that I would have wanted Bijan Robinson at number one, just given the fact that I knew Austin Eckler was going to be there. Maybe you swing for a fence with, uh, you know, Tajay or Tajay Spears in the in the later rounds. Um, you know, Jamari Gibbs in the in the later rounds. Who yes, knows? Please. But Dan, if you were to tell me that the Chargers trade away Austin Eckler, that type of production with a bunch of question marks at the running back stable, Bijan Robinson bucks the trend 
for running backs being taken in the first round. He is the exception to that notion. I get it. Running backs are not valued in the same way as other positions in this league. David Montgomery, Miles Sanders. Like there, there's so many guys out there that like, how, I, how many I, of these guys have gone round one? Like I, again, like I think what I've come to the conclusion of is like there are two, let's call it say ice cream flavors. Okay. Got chocolate and vanilla. Both are good. Just depends on what you want. I think I like the chocolate scenario in which the Chargers are going air raid offense and are not this like balanced, let's call it like a, I don't know, Tennessee Titans style offense or like a New England Patriots style offense. Today's New England Patriots. I want to see like the, I want to see what we see with like the Bills and what we see with the Chiefs. Like I want that kind of offense. Now, can they be? A you know balanced offense. Can we go back to the LT Rivers Gates days? I guess, but I just I don't know. We haven't seen that kind of football win lately, and I could be wrong. Again, I could be wrong. Now people are getting crazy here. You know, I low low ball shots already. People are talking about oh Dan would take uh, Tank Dell at the, in the first round, which I've been on record. <laughs> They're not wrong. Don't deny that. Okay. At post-combine, which again, I have not been on the show since the combine stuff ended. Post-combine. If I was sitting there with 21, Tank Dell or Bajon Robinson, I'm probably taking Bajon Robinson. Like, I mean, not- first, first of all, that, I mean, I, I know how much Dan like, has a man crush on Tank Dell, but that's like, that's night and day as far as comparison. But but Dan, the the big point that I was trying to get at, as far as what you were saying, you know, I don't want to take the ball out of Justin Herbert's hands. I want it. I you want them to make a move that is going to be more productive to help Justin Herbert downfield. So, i.e., a wide receiver, a tight end. Okay, I get all of that. And tight end has been a big position that people have talked about for this upcoming draft. No question about it. Bijan Robertson, if you were to lose the likes of Isaiah, or excuse me, of Austin Eckler. For as much as he brings you as an offensive weapon to this team, both in the running game and in the passing game, he would be the one that would immediately subplant that. And how fitting is it that in comparisons, when the running backs are out there running their drills and Daniel Jeremiah puts his comparison up, I knew you were going to go there, that it's Bijan Robinson and Mesrels would come up and it's LT. Look. Do I think that Bijan Robinson will make this team better if they draft at 21? 100%. Obviously. I think where I'm landing on is like, I don't necessarily think they need to go Bijan Robinson to fix the run game. I really don't. Well, I know we've gone third, fourth round, fifth round picks, and, and they haven't worked out. I get and that, it. And, that, and that's my point. You've tried doing that even by committee. And yes, even but that we've has had Joe Lombardi as our offensive coordinator. So, so, even, oh, even, so and even with Austin again, even with Austin Eckler, the Chargers' run game sucked. I I understand that, and so the I Chargers understand. already have that weapon that that Bajon Robinson could be as a pass catching running back. Look, they already have I, that part. Would there is there a handful of players that even still given need and probably a BPA at that point for what's needed for this team that I would put over Bijan Robinson? Yeah, I would, but it's not a lot. And especially if it's a a situation where Austin Eckler is no longer part of this team. You know, you look at the Chargers as it stands right now, most of the moves, even if we're talking about edge, tight end, 
anything like that, you're looking at more depth pieces at best, maybe with the exception of tight end, because obviously with some of these guys, they can step in immediately, even with a Gerald Everett and be tight end one. But if you were to take Austin Eckler away from this team, Dan, with kind of just, let's just call it what it is, a hodgepodge of a running back com- committee that is behind you, that has not proven at all that none of I them know. can step I up know. to be a primary ball kit, uh, carrier, you have to put that as one of the top priorities if that scenario ends up playing itself out. Yeah. But, but let me preface this. There is no guarantee that Bajan Robinson will even last to 21. Right. So everything is, that we're talking about right moved. now is, this is all moved. moved. Yes, like the fact that, that the chances of Bajan Robinson being there at 21, the Chargers letting go or trading Austin Eckler, like both of those things are, if we're being honest, like kind of not likely. It just, in my eyes, I the way the one I see is most likely the Chargers probably keep Austin Eckler through 2023, and then they probably just let him walk. Because I think right now the team's better with him on it, and they need to win right now. Well, so, Dan, here's the good news for you: we have six weeks until the NFL draft, <laughs> so you have six weeks to take everybody's fire and try to still say your point. <laughs> yes. Um. By the way, Jake, coupon Tom would never trade up. This just Rich. Well, wait he a just, minute. He, tra- <laughs> he traded up for Melvin Gordon. <laughs> he traded up for Kenneth Murray. <laughs> what does that even mean? Okay. I, would ra- I would rather see Coupon Tom trade down. Something that he has not done his yes. entire... Yeah, let's not coupon, Tom, let's get coupon Tom trade down once, please. I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. All right, so Jake, we saw Kendrick's new linebacker. What that means possibly for Drew Tranquil. Trey Pipkins is still out there. Lots of tackles that were drafted. Uh, drafted lots of tackles that were signed today to massive contracts. Some of them high, some of them ridiculous. Trey Pipkins is still there. Where do you see, does it seem more or less likely that he's a charger after today's news? Well, now that we have the news that Eric Kendricks is being signed to the chargers, like I said, I would love for a world where we could be sitting here today, knowing that drew tranquil and Trey Pipkins were both coming back to this team. As far as the charger spending goes, you felt a little bit better about that. Once all these restructures came in over the weekend with Keenan Allen, with Mike Williams, with Joey Bosa, with Khalil Mack and freeing up all that cap space, the Chargers still are expected to release some other names down the road that could free up even more. But I really would like to see, I really wish we could have seen a world where Drew Tranquil and Trey Pipkins are back. As we got closer to this, it turned out being just looks like either or one or the other is going to remain. So with this news today, that pretty much all but solidifies that Drew Tranquil will not be returning. I think that there is a higher possibility that the Chargers know that basically Drew Tranquil and Trey Pipkins were their 1A, 1B as far as their internal priorities. And I think especially even after the offensive line deals that were doled out today, which were huge money deals, that you need to keep some continuity along the offensive line for Justin for Justin Herbert. And trust me, I have been a critic of Trey Pipkins in the past, as I know a lot of people have. But this year, he put in the work, trained with Rashawn Slater. You could tell that there was a huge jump in his improvement. Big difference when he wasn't on the field as far as what was there. So if the Chargers were not able to secure Trey Pipkins, that immediately is going to change their draft priorities. <laughs> 
<laughs> an offensive tackle would probably go to priority one, especially given the fact that now most of the offensive tackles, at least the, the solid ones, are now off the board in free agency. So I can't imagine the Chargers letting both of them walk out the door. Um, and hopefully, even for a reasonable, even for a reasonable price based off of Pipkin's uh, performance last year, that they could bring him back. Yeah, I think Pipkins is, they're both good stories. But I think Pipkins is kind of like a feather in the cap for Tom Telesco. And, you know, for everyone that was crucifying him for drafting Trey Pipkins, now everyone's crowning him and Trey Pipkins. Um, I, th- I think Trey Pipkins comes back. I just don't see how they let him go. Um, again, I know it takes two, but that seems like one that would have mutual interest for both of them to come in. Um, Jake, Earlier today, also, there was a, a cryptic tweet, maybe. Maybe he's just very blessed, but a comment in here. Uh, current Chargers tight end Gerald Everett tweeted today, quote, blessed. Now, could that mean that he just feels blessed because he went to church recently or that he had a nice bowl of cereal and that he has a great day in the sunny L.A.? Maybe. Could he have gotten extended? Possibly. Could he have gotten news that maybe he's on a trade block or maybe he's going to be getting cut? Who who knows? But that started the questions around like, oh, should the Chargers look at someone like a Dalton Schultz, who I said in the past could be someone to look for considering he played with the Cowboys under a one Kellen Moore. Um, do you see the possibility of the Chargers going tight end in free agency any higher or lower with the Gerald Everett news? Does the Gerald Everett thing even anything? Would you rather do Dalton Schultz or someone like that or go around one tight end around two? Like, what are your thoughts on the tight end stuff? I mean, I think it's if Gerald Everett was a cap casualty, which a lot of people were predicting that he was going to be just about a month ago, then I think going after Dalton Schultz when all you had on your roster at that point is Trey McKitty, that would make a lot of sense. I think if Gerald Everett is still here, I think you go out and you draft your tight end of the future. And you make a, a high priority of bringing, and again, we're talking about a very deep and talented tight end class in this draft. And there's a good shot that the Chargers could find a long-term answer from a number of different guys in this draft. So I think that that would be the either or scenario. If between now and when we get to the draft that Gerald Everett possibly ends up being released, then yes, I think that the Chargers make a run in free agency Dalton Schultz makes a lot of sense. Obviously, the familiarity with him and Kenneth, uh, Kellen Moore. But if they keep Gerald Everett, I think that they would shift their priorities to the NFL draft at that point. Yeah. I, I think I would rather see them go tight end in round one or round two, just because this tight end class is insane. And we'll, whoever that is will be cheaper than a Dalton Schultz, if I'm being honest. Um Lots of folks in the comments are talking about wanting to go round one or two tight end. Uh, folks are talking yeah, about absolutely people talking about Kincaid, people talking about Mayer, people talking about Darnell Washington. A lot you of people just crushed it at the combine, by the talk way. Talk about someone who could fix the running game. <laughs> Darnell Washington, my goodness. Um, so that covers the tackle market. We didn't talk about Fahoko. Fahoko, we heard. Donald Parham, we also heard. You know, the, the chart is going to be brought back. I like how you brought this up because this, the day one of free agent frenzy was just, it just felt like such a downer for Chargers fans that it just felt like either every like, hour like or 30 minutes. Obviously, it started with 
with Easton Stick returning, okay, that's what we had to wake up to our phones to this morning. And then the first nugget dropped that the Chargers and Donald Parham, they were going to look different directions. Donald Parham was going to test free agency. Then the second nugget dropped that Fahoko was going to start testing the market, which really bums me out. And then, of course, the caveat was Austin Eckler is now requesting a trade. <laughs> so, But getting back to the Fahoko news, this one really bums me out. And this stems back all the way to the beginning of training camp when he ended up making the final roster. And then I'm not sure exactly what the, what the details were that changed that brought him back to the practice squad where he Jorge says for some time for Hoko hate not in and out. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. <laughs> I know he has plenty of debates as it relates to food. So who, who knows? And he could still be back. Let's be real. He could still be back. I look, this is this is what I would think. I would think after you have Sebastian Joseph Day, Austin Johnson, who went out for the year, Tito Ogbaniba went out for the year, Christian Covington went out for the year. You finally cut ties with Jerry Tillery last year. Of the remaining interior defensive linemen, and I can kind of consider Morgan Fox in this category because he's a little bit of a hybrid, is able to play inside and outside, but Fahoko was one of your best perform- performers. And why this whole decision that was made to not keep him on the final roster when he performed extremely well in training camp, going back to how he performed the previous year, he was one of your better performers. And if you're telling me that you're going to want to go into next year with Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Johnson, obviously as your perennial starters, in terms of depth pieces that are behind you, this is one of your better depth pieces to bring back because he's earned it. He's shown that he can play. He's shown that he could be a great rotational piece. His pass rush got a lot better last year. He was not just a good run defender. He was working on different aspects of his game. And personally, I think it would be a bad decision if the Chargers ended up uh, letting him walk and not being able to come to a deal at some point. Again, never say never. We'll see what the market ends up looking like for him. Is there still a possibility? Absolutely. Do I think that the Chargers negotiated with him? Yes, I do. But Obviously, the two sides weren't able to come to an agreement, and this is where we stand. But even still, Dan, if Ahoko is not on this team next year, then all of a sudden you start thinking to yourself, okay, well, the Chargers already spent big in free agency on the interior defensive line last year to hope to somewhat fix the running game from 2021. That didn't end up happening. So now you're going to have to shift your priorities all over again for the draft to try to add a little bit more depth pieces behind that because there's not much. True. I mean, I don't know. I I, I guess I think the Foco stuff is unfortunate, but I think also we might get a little over our seas. Like he very well could come back. I don't know what the market's going to be for him. Um, I don't know. I, I think this kind of wait and see, but I don't know. Uh, weird, Jake. People are talking about like, oh, let's trade off Snackler and let's go get D- uh, Derrick Henry. As if like the Chargers, A, would want to take on that salary cap. B, could take on that salary right. cap. <laughs> right. Th- look, there's yeah. a reason why the Titans are not able to trade Derrick Henry right now. And it's because of his cap situation. And because he's got a hell of a lot more mileage on him than Austin Eckler has. The Chargers are actually in a good position if they choose to go this route of executing a trade for Austin Eckler because his cap hit is low. 
So there could be a lot more teams that are interested. You possibly could get a little bit. I'm not talking first or second round here, but your compensation that you could get back for him could be a little bit higher because there's more cap flexibility there. And the next team that he goes to could possibly dictate the long-term deal that he has. So, um, crazy frenzy, crazy, not all good. Obviously got some news about Eric Hendricks, which I think is exciting. I'm not necessarily sure it'd be exciting. if That's the only linebacker news that we get. Uh, I think folks are more freaked out about the Austin Eckler news, which again, we'll see what happens. Um, but again, I cannot preface this, cannot say this enough. The Chargers running game. I promise you, I will, I will put money on it right now, Jake. Chargers running game in 2023 will be better than the Chargers running game in 2022, regardless, regardless like of who the running backs are. First of all, I like how you say you'll put money on that. The Chargers were 30th in the league in rushing last year. They can't get much I'm, worse. Thank you. So, thank nice, you. Way, nice way to hedge your bets. Yeah, there, so they're really. going to get better. They're going to get better. Nice way to go out on a limb. Want to put money on it? Of, I mean, of course I would bet on it getting better. Like I said, okay. it can't get much worse. It cool. can't get much worse. I just like how you just like really swung for the fences on that prediction. <laughs> that was a good job. But that uh, was but, with Austin Eckler. No, I, I get it. Regardless of who is back just there, saying. I would expect that it would get better. 100%. And I think Isaiah Spiller can be that. Uh, damn, we can't forget the other nugget that Nestle hasn't, we haven't heard anything on it yet. Well, obviously, he's just the, um, the expectations of the reports that came out is that the Chargers are expected to pursue safety John Johnson. Hallelujah. Who has familiarity with Brandon Staley from his days with the Rams. Obviously, he had gotten released by the Cleveland Browns uh, earlier on this season. I think if you did that, if we're talking about bringing in somebody to supplant the likes of Nasir Adderley not being on this team anymore. Again, when he hit free agency a couple years ago, I remember when this was the first year, obviously, that Brandon Staley was the head coach. A lot of people were making those type of connections when you were looking at former Rams that he could have brought over at the time. Didn't happen then. I think if you brought him in now on probably would would be more of a friendlier deal for the Chargers, given that his play has dropped off a little bit. But hey, his best years were under Brandon Staley. So I think if you put him in a combination with Derwin James, with what you have in the secondary right now, I think that would be a great bit. Let's just let's just, well, let's just call it upgrade for what the Chargers previously had at that safety position. Yeah, uh, if we could have Derwin James, Alohi Gilman, and John Johnson, like I'm good with that. I'll roll with it for sure, especially with Derwin anchoring that. Uh, John Johnson would be a great one. I wanted him when he was a free agent prior to going to the Browns. Uh, Obviously, connections to Brandon Staley, uh, had his best years under him. So... Jeff Howard, who was just part of that coaching staff for that defense last year in Cleveland, so... Makes a lot of sense. And those are the reports. Not sure when it's going to be happening. It might be even happening right now. And watch, Daniel and I will probably have to re-record this podcast all over again. <laughs> For a fourth time. <laughs> the way that this has been going today, the news is just going to start breaking as soon as we get off uh, off the show here. But those are the next steps that we've heard as far as the Chargers goes in free agency. So uh, again, I don't expect the Chargers to be huge players. Obviously, they can't be as big of players as they were last year in free agency with their cap situation. But those are the latest news that we have heard up until this point. Yes. So uh, day one, not even done yet, but we're still going. Uh, we might get some more news, but we will be back uh, this week to talk about day two, three, four. We've got a ton, a ton of special guests to talk free agency and NFL draft 
possibly some draft prospects that we're going to talk to, possibly some draft experts, people that we can't really pronounce their first or last names at first, but we've gotten it now. A lot of people are having issues with them. Um, little tease there. Uh, lots of stuff coming up for Chargers Unleashed and for Chargers fans watching and listening. Uh, do us a favor. Take 10 seconds while I'm blabbing right now. Hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. Does it help us out a lot? Go leave us a comment or whatever on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and leave in the comments who you want to see the Chargers go after free agency or the draft for that matter. Who yes, cares? where do we see the Chargers going? I guess that was my last question to wrap this thing up, Jake, is where do we see the Chargers going tomorrow? Like, Moonshot, what's your prediction? I would hope that tomorrow we get some type of traction on the Trey Pipkins deal, especially after this Eric Kendrick signing. I think all the focus should immediately focus to getting Trey Pipkins under contract for the Chargers, if that is indeed their priorities. Um, and if that happens, then I would make an assumption that short, maybe not the same day, but shortly afterwards, maybe later on this week, that Matt Filer ends up being uh, released. And then obviously you would expect that Jamari Sawyer would step into that position at left guard. Mm -hmm. um, other positions of need outside of the John Johnson news that we have heard. It would probably be more depth. And I think that the Chargers would kind of take a break and and see what this the next couple of waves of free agency do. And that they would look to just supplant that with depth pieces. And maybe even some returning players that they had last year. Some folks have called their shots. Leave it in the comments if you'd like um, of what you want to see, what you see the Chargers possibly doing tomorrow. Some people say they have uh, the Eagles taking Austin Eckler, which we should, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. I know that was on the NFL Network. People Bre talking about that. Maurice Jones-Drew talked about that earlier. Yep. Rich Eisen posed uh, the question, said, what would be the best fit for a trading partner? And he said the Eagles. <sighs> uh, I agree. I think, the, I think it will help lower the temper uh, meant of the Chargers fan base if they get a, a Trey Pipkins signing tomorrow. Uh, I think we're going to see, I think we're going to see a, something. We'll see. I think we'll see Trey, Trey Pipkins and then we're going to see a John Johnson. I'm just going to put that out there. And then I also think there's going to be one coming out of complete left field. But okay. we shall see. Um, look, I know this was an emergency podcast. We didn't really put anything out there ahead of time, but I appreciate the crazy amount of people that are in this right now uh watching us live uh chargers finish out at least as of 705 p.m pacific time with eric kendricks as their newest linebacker former viking former all pro linebacker uh to go into their linebacking core we'll see what that means for a one drew tranquil again lots of linebackers still out there familiar faces denzel perryman kaiser white Bobby Wagner still out there. So lots of feelings in that linebacking core. None of, none of that's happening. <laughs> so uh, we will see uh, what happens. And someone corrected me. Johnson won't be until Wednesday because the Browns haven't officially released him yet. I stand corrected. Thank you. I met Wednesday. Um, but that's it. Jake, anything else you want to tell the great friends before we head out of here for our evening? We're off and running. We're getting that much closer to the NFL draft. Free agency day one in the books. As of 7.07, at least for us, <laughs> watch. Like I said, luck will have it. We'll get another speck of Chargers news that will happen as soon as we go off the air. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's been, it's been an interesting day for the Charger fans everywhere as far as hearing some... I don't even necessarily would say if you would say good news from this circumstance. <laughs> Let's just say, you know, okay, 
let's just see what happens type news. <laughs> yes, TBD. Uh, again, shout out to everyone who was commenting, taking part in this one. This is a fun one. Uh, Tegum says he believes that there will be something out of left field coming. And he believes that I am a right to the Bajan Robinson stuff. Jorge Rodriguez at the end. We're here because we love you and your takes, whether they're good or not. <clears throat> Bajan, I'll take that heat. That's fine. Uh, look, at the end of the day, we're all Chargers fans wanting to see this Chargers team succeed. And that's what we're hoping for in 2023. Jake, until next time, you can find his lovely face at Jake D. Hefner, myself at Dan W. Sports. Shout out to LAFB, Chargers Unleashed. We're here for you guys as much as possible. Again, hit that like and subscribe. And we'll talk to you next time on Chargers Unleashed.